Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading episode 95 of We Got This with Mark and Al. Happy holidays to you. We're so happy to bring you this special holiday episode. We're also happy to bring our show to San Francisco on Saturday, January 14th at 1 p.m. at the Punchline in San Francisco. You'll be able to see Mark and I live with some of our friends from the Thrilling Adventure Hour. How do you get tickets? Go to sfsketchfest.com. You'll find all the details there that you need to come see us in the Bay Area. We can't wait to join you there. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast and you're new to it, we'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. It helps new people find the show. And if we're growing, then we're caring. I just made that up. But what I didn't make up was this episode, episode 95 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Actually, I did make it up. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Holiday Lights. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Happy holidays, Hal. Happy holidays to you, Mark. Oh, man. One of these days we're going to be in the same room, and it'll be in a week, and I'm very excited about it. I'm excited about it, too. I I was imagining a scenario where we were both wearing sweaters, and there was a frosted glass window and snowfall outside, but it'll be here in Southern California. Well, that's what I am at right now. Are you in that situation at this moment? No, I'm in Southern California. It just gets to the 60s, and then people go, oh, it might rain, and that's the worst we get it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why don't we ask our special guest what the situation is where he is, if he is surrounded by fireplace and sweaters and uh, cinnamon scent. Yes, uh, we are joined uh, by someone who I discovered through uh, Joseph Fink, the the creator of Welcome to Night Vale. He has his own podcast called Sleep With Me, which will help anybody fall asleep. Like it is it is it is there to help your mind just drift away, uh, and he is Drew Ackerman. Drew, welcome. Oh, thanks, guys, for ha- having me on. I'm I'm uh, I have a sweater covered in potpourri, <laughs> cinnamon Perfect. stick in my mouth, <laughs> so I'm I'm ready to like go. it's a cigar. Yeah, your yeah, yeah. your diction is flawless. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Is that how you, that's how you practice is you, do you put the cinnamon stick in your mouth and then try not to blow out the candle? Isn't that what you do when you're practicing mic technique? Right. And then I, I start it on fire so that it has an extra <laughs> added pressure and it smells good. You know, it puts me in the holiday spirit. I love it. Uh, well, thank you for joining us today. And I'm glad you're in the holiday spirit because we have a very important holiday topic to discuss today. Uh, Hal, if you will. Uh, yes, I will. Uh, this was actually suggested to us by Craig Newmark. Yes, that Craig of Craigslist. But he got it from uh, Consumer Reports. So I'm going to give them equal credit. Uh, and they want to know whether uh, what the best holiday lights are. So the original debate was whether it's better to have multicolor lights versus traditional white lights. But I think we've expanded it. Uh, a little bit more, and I'll let let you go into the criteria more, Mark, of how we're going to judge these. But we've expanded it to be best Christmas slash holiday lights in general. Yes. So what we would like to do today is we would like to break it down into four categories. And as we go, we will eliminate 
half of the types of Christmas lights with each category that we go through. So the first category, large or small bulbs. The second category, LED or incandescent. The third category, colored or white. And the fourth category, twinkling or solid. How's that sound, Drew? Well, I, I, I mean, why is it you? It shouldn't used Christmas lights be on there too versus discount Christmas lights in honor of Craig. But. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you have a personal Christmas lights, if you have yeah. a, a misconnection with your Christmas lights. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> I, I think we live in this wondrous time of Christmas lights. I, I, so I think this is like a perfect topic for you guys to to put the hammer down and decide for once and for all. Well, what is about well, there's that. so many that you can that you can reach for, yeah. and uh, and we're trying to help people out. If you haven't already gotten your holiday lights up by the time you're hearing this, though, you are the last guy in your neighborhood, and everyone already thinks you're a screw. Yeah, <laughs> my, my my holiday lights from last year are still up; they just haven't been plugged in yet. So <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Do you have like a ceremony? Like how how into decorating with lights are you, Drew? Is it like a big deal? Uh, I mean, what wh- where are you coming from on this? I'm big into thinking about it and like uh, imagining <laughs> that one year when it's going to be awesome. Uh, but but it's it's perfect timing because this. So I'm also all about deals. So that's like I'm like wait a second. I've never looked on Craigslist for used Christmas lights. Come January second, uh, even though I don't put them up. Like last Christmas, everybody had those laser things. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh yeah, we didn't include that. We should have. Or should we just eliminate They're it? They're eliminated. Yeah, I think it's too early. You know, the the judgment's still out. But so Jan- in January, I bought one of those on discount, and I did plug that in. And then my neighbor said, uh, "Dude, you can't. You're killing me with those lasers." So I unplugged it. So- I feel like that's the problem. Unless you live on acres and acres, and it is only hitting your place, there's no way to make sure that those Christmas lasers are not beaming into your neighbor's home and they think, you know, like the CIA is outside targeting them. Yeah. That it be- right. right. <laughs> it becomes like Christmas vacation where the next door neighbors yeah. are blinded and they destroy <laughs> their entire house because the lights keep blinking at them. And now are these, these are the ones that project onto your, onto the exterior of your home. Is that right? Is that what we're well, talking about? Lasers? Like, yeah. It's like these two lasers. The one I have. It has two lasers and it must go through some kind of filter. We need a laser scientist on here, but, <laughs> and, and it somehow gets, I think it's like, uh, like it, it, it spreads the laser out, like maybe a prism or something and, and shoots all these beams. And I was looking at it and I was like, in 1980, this thing probably was worth like $12,000 and now <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing you used that they use in laser shows. You just need a fog machine. And you, sh- I was shaking it, and I was like, "Oh wow, it's like a, a mini laser light show." Yeah, like now, have you thought about putting a fog machine in front of it, out in front of your house, so that you see the beams of these lasers shooting up at your place, or is that a waste of money? As you are a deal guy, and the fog would just dissipate. I think that that is. I, I mean, I wish I was the kind of person that could like handle dry ice because I I would be like, man, like a fog <laughs> machine or dry. Like I've always been wanted to be that person, either. At Christmas or at uh, Thanksgiving or no, a Halloween mm-hmm. that really does. Sure. Up. Yeah. But, yeah. The call, the guy who has the cauldron in his front lawn. Exactly. That would be. But yeah. Then I'm always like, ah, that seems like a lot of work. Well, those fog machines, you know, they run on like a fuel that's called fog juice. 
And <laughs> the last time I was in New York, uh, like last month for the Thrilling Adventure Hour show, I was walking around backstage at the Bell House and they had a giant jug of fog juice. And it did you did you drink it? Because anything with juice in the title, you would expect to drink yeah, it, right? Yeah. I did have a sip of apple juice, orange juice, fog juice. I took one deep sip, and then three days later, when I woke up in the hospital, <laughs> I realized it was probably not a good idea. That goes in the fog machine. That was when I put it together. So I'm here to tell you. <laughs> yeah, when you woke up in the hospital, were things a little cloudy? Yes. Oh, come on. I'm hanging up. I'll uh, see myself out. <laughs> So, uh, Mark, what about you with with holiday lights or Christmas lights? What I mean, growing up, was it a big show? You seem like the kind of guy who would have a huge presentation uh, in in your home that you've carried on through the years. Uh, Growing up, my dad one year in our house, my dad is uh, Clark Griswold when it comes to the holidays. And outside of our house, (laughs) he uh, he hired uh, a transvestite orderly friend of his who uh, also sold guns. These are just little details that I remember from my childhood and love okay. <laughs> uh, to, to set up Christmas lights around every, every seam in our house. So everywhere that a kid would draw a line when drawing a picture of a house, there were Christmas lights, the entire exterior, every right angle, uh, the eaves uh, around every window, around every door, so that from the street, our house looked like uh, someone had drawn a perfect house on a light bright. And those remained on our house for years. And we would, uh, we would, Turn them on every Christmas and turn them off, uh, for the rest of the year. And, uh, it, you know, having to do it one time was great because like, like you said, you would just, you know, you, you just, uh, flip them on. You haven't flipped yours on yet for this year. I highly recommend you do it, Drew. For God's sake, it's getting close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got to But get as for me now, your house, man, this sounds amazing. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. It was a lot of fun. Um, we also had a two story Christmas tree. My dad was nuts about Christmas. What? What did you cut um, a hole in the floor? <laughs> no, we had, we like our living room was tall and we had like, like the second floor where the bedrooms were was a loft. Okay. Uh, so we, we had a tall living room. So he would put a two story Christmas tree in there. And as kids, we would help decorate it and, but we're not very tall. So we would only be able to do like the bottom ring of decorations <laughs> And then my parents had to schlep out the big ladder and decorate the rest of the thing. You, um, they didn't, but now they, they didn't begin that that walking plot of an independent film from the mid nineties to do that decorating <laughs> as well. <laughs> no, Gus uh, Gus didn't come by to do that part. He just did the exterior. Oh, I I want to meet Gus. Um, Gus was awesome. Yeah, Gus was a buddy of my dad's who was just did like handyman stuff. He was kind of a jack of all trades. Awesome. Uh, I could go on about Gus forever. Um, but nowadays I have Christmas lights up permanently inside my apartment. Uh, we have like uh, a molding across the top of it. So we hung Christmas lights all along that molding and we leave them on pretty much year round. Okay. We just, we just swap out, uh, the wreath for, uh, an old record. Uh, when it's not the holiday. So we have a record up on the wall where the wreath goes. It's really just a placeholder that is there 10 and a half months of the year. Uh, what about you, Hal? Um, I, well, growing up Jewish, I didn't, I, you know, we didn't have a traditional Christmas tree, but I always lobbied really hard with my parents. Here, here's a secret mm. about Jewish people. And I don't think I'm talking out of school here. We love Christmas. We love it. We love the music. 
We love the decorations. We love the spirit sure. of it all. It's pretty secular. It is. It is a, it is a generally uh, secular holiday. So I always push to – we had like a Hanukkah bush. So that, that was like our little indoor shrubbery that we covered – in in lights and then when i went to college i got mm-hmm. lights and and when i moved out here i had lights so i was also I, i'm very enamored with lights i have very strong opinions even driving home uh today i was looking at the different decorations and i may go out tomorrow and drive around the neighborhood to see who's decorated just because i love seeing those decorations so much and i like to me that's a that's something that i always wanted to do as a kid that now as an adult i get to participate in especially with a with a wife who's christian i actually get to legitimately celebrate and decorate for the holidays <laughs> as opposed to your illegitimate childhood holiday yes come on hal <laughs> <laughs> i still like the menorah that's our next episode not this one <laughs> best religion we said we're gonna do i know you keep harping on wanting to do it we'll do it eventually <laughs> why are you pinning this on me all right i here, here's what i think if, if i can put this forward gentlemen I think we should okay. approach this where I think the the final debate in this and and let me know if you if either of you disagree is whether the lights should be uh, white versus multicolor lights. So I think that should You be, want that to be the last one. I do think so. What what do you guys think? That sounds great to me. Yeah, is that that feels like a very philosophical question as yeah, as opposed to taste, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So, so it, in that case, can we start with bulbs? Because I'm not sure I know the difference between the two. Oh, sure. Uh, with the, the size of the bulb or the LED versus uh, incandescent? That one. I know size. That one I figured out right. at a very young oh, age. Oh, boy. Hell, you've been missing out. You don't know. The, the difference between LEDs and in, uh, incandescence is like uh, – I remember the first time I saw the purple ones or the blue ones, and I almost like crashed my car. They're like so much. They're I guess they're just much more powerful. I don't know, Mark. What did your research turn up? Uh, well, re- research wise, I've looked at uh, like environmental impact, which is very much in favor of LEDs. The jury is out on brightness because I guess uh, a lot of them, they will put multiple uh, diodes within one bulb, and that's what will make them so bright. If you have strands with individual uh, diodes, uh, then those strands tend to be dimmer, and also there are few of them generally on a string of lights. So it can, like, the brightness factor can go in either direction. Uh, but definitely as far as the economics of it go, you will pay a little more up front for LED Christmas lights. I mean, a strand of Christmas lights is like a dollar for a hundred bulbs, just that regular old green string with the incandescent lights on it. Right. But those will burn out um, significantly earlier. They burn out at 300 hours uh, usually, usually as opposed to 4,000 hours for LED lights. So they will last you a lot longer. It does mean that you have to take them down every year and uh, maybe get more resale value on Craigslist for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many hours is in a lifetime of holiday season? Is there 4,000 hours? That's a lot of hours. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, depends on how heavily you celebrate the holidays, Drew. <laughs> Some of us celebrate Halfmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I th- like how uh, – do you guys um- – do you put your lights on a timer or cuz generally people's trees are not plugged in all the time especially if they're if they're um living trees or were once living because they're more of a fire hazard mm-hmm. but i i mean like generally in an evening what do you have it plugged in like 3 hours 
That sounds about right. So you get three months uh, out of a string. Uh-oh. Mar- Mark when I was a kid, we would leave it on all night. Oh, perfect. In the window. Because, you know, the tree's in the window, so you want the neighborhood to be able to see it all night. And then in the daytime, you can't see the lights, so you turn it off. That was our way of doing it. Okay. But again, we were crazy Christmas lunatics. But that would um, be beautiful. I mean, I think, like, seeing a Christmas tree in, against a dark house, and especially a two-story tree... Like that, that's always a very <laughs> evocative image. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it, having him on all night, that might, not that we're making that decision, but maybe that might tilt it towards the LEDs even a little bit. Yeah. If you're using them, if you're using them uh, a lot, I feel like we're really going to have to err on the side of LEDs. Right. Uh, that's where, that's where I'm, I'm tending to fall. Also because 15 people die every year from incandescent bulbs catching trees on fire. Oh, well, th- there you go. So I feel like we should have led with that. Yeah. Yeah. Easy decision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> safety. F- holidays. Safety first. Always. Yeah. Always. That's that's why Santa Claus wears red. So you can see him in the sky. If you're piloting a small plane or a helicopter, you won't run into him. And plus, that's the. Yeah. And well, Rudolph yeah. has the nose. Yeah. That's, that's really why it wasn't because of fog. It was like Santa's like, there are a lot more planes than there used to be. <laughs> The, uh, the deer goes yeah. first. Then one crowded Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so LED. All right. Bulb. So LEDs win. Great. Uh, let's move on to large or small. Okay. Uh, I, I, I realize they serve different functions. What do you, what, what, what do you guys like knee jerk reaction to this? Ooh, it's a, I mean, it's, a, I think like when you're talking about a tree, like those big bulbs are nice, uh, but I I don't know. But I guess outside a house, like when you did when they did your house, was it big bulbs or little bulbs? Like as I try to, it was imagine it. it was yeah. big multicolored bulbs. Okay, like you would see in a honky tonk bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I always think of those kind of bulbs as being honky tonk bulbs. <laughs> oh yeah, do you remember yeah. when those bulbs were in Roadhouse? They were really good. Yeah, exactly. And like that's what that's what they decorate Hooters with around the holidays. Oh, wow! And what they decorate Joe's Crab Shack with all the time, <laughs> so that you can never see what you're actually eating there. Exactly. Yeah, I see. I, when I when you give me those two choices, when I think of large bulbs, I always think of commercial use. I think of them on the outside of a store or at like right. a mini golf course or Joe's Crab Shack all year round, where like mm-hmm. I don't. I guess I very rarely see them around a tree in a house unless that tree is gigantic. Like I, it would make sense on your tree in your home, that two-story tree. But I think like a traditional like seven or eight-foot tree, it might look a little bit too big, right? Yeah. Well, maybe. what are we talking about? Are we talking – that's the thing is are we talking – what are the best kind of lights for a house, for a tree? This is a, This is a problem that we haven't addressed yet. Well, it wouldn't the perfect light be flexible? Be, would it, wouldn't it be just as good on the outside of a home as it would be wrapped around a tree? I I would tend to agree with that, Drew. Yeah, I think there's another layer to this that kind of comes up with Mark's house and saying, <laughs> Hell, which is like this that it's also tied to this imagery. Like I, I don't know, the bigger bulbs for me. They kind of transcend the light because, like, you see cri- Christmas art or holiday cards. They'll have like drawings of those 
and they never show the the stumpy LED bulb or the the little. Oh, oh, that's so true. Interesting. That, that gives them an extra, like because they're almost like wired into our nostalgia. The image of that bulb, the bulb. Itself, so maybe that's maybe that's a separate thing that it's the image of the bulb versus the bulb itself. Um, yeah, those are kind of an iconic Christmas image. Yeah, like, like in drawing form, huh? Like Disneyland or something, they would have those giant versions of those bulbs hanging in different places. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, not only that, but I was just I. For, for well, Mark used to work at Disneyland, and I I have an annual pass. I, so did. I go all the time. In fact, I'm going on on Sunday. But right now, they give you 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 can buy like a necklace that looks like string lights, and the lights that it looks like are those giant bulbs, which I assume are supposed to be giant incandescent. But but really, the the glass is thick enough that you can put any kind of bulb you want in there, and it won't be too bright. Because that was my thought originally with LED is, well, I want it to be a pleasant light. I don't want it to be a piercing light. But if you have these giant bulbs, that may solve that problem. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they absorb some of it and just makes the color burn brighter. Right. Or the uh, white burn brighter. Ah, this is a tough one. I didn't realize that the size would give it would trip us up like this. But, but, but then I guess like weigh in versatility and then the, that, that's where the big lights start to suffer, I guess. Exactly. Right. But, I mean, you could, well, look, you're not going to put them on a tabletop tree, but I guess you would just use fewer of them rather than, rather than not using them at all. Because when you have those smaller bulbs, sometimes it takes several strings to really mm-hmm. embed in the tree so you get the proper light, right? Like, I, are you guys, what is the, what is the proper amount of light for your tree? Ooh. I don't know if there could ever be enough. Pure, I, I, I'm the I same like, way. I want so much. Yeah, me yeah, too. I want it to should be shocking. Yeah. I want I want when I turn out the the lights in the room, I want it to light the room with how with how many bulbs there are, but also be warm mm-hmm. and and welcoming. But you need a lot of light to do that. You can't just have sparse uh bulb bulbage or wireage around your tree. Although d- does every tree have a part that faces the corner that <laughs> That, like nothing's been hung yeah, quite right. Where you and- put the where you put the crummy decorations that you made when you were seven, <laughs> and it, and the- but you still are required to put on the tree. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you guys natural tree or artificial tree? Normally, I'm natural. I, I've been. That's another thing I've been debating, and now maybe a bit. It's another great idea to check online. Like it, it, I, I'm like, well, maybe I should buy an artificial tree in July. Um, but again, it's like always on my list, but never done. Yeah. We've always, uh, I mean, in the time that Jennifer and I have had trees, they've been artificial and that's been out of necessity. I've never, I've never mm-hmm. sat and thought about it that much. I know Jennifer prefers, uh, an actual natural tree. And now they have the ones where they'll, you, you can have a living tree. They'll come and deliver it to you. You water it. It stays alive. Then at the end of the holiday, they pick it up and take it back to, Whatever tree farm, whatever tree farm it is, and they plant it, and that's your tree forever. So it's kept Oof, alive. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it is. I mean, look, how much do you care about the environment, Mark? You know, you have those incandescent bulbs killing people. My care about the environment ends at enjoying picking out a Christmas tree and the way it smells. I'm real tree all the way. <laughs> Fair, but cares about the environment and joy. <laughs> joy is important too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Fine. Fine. Um, so 
So are we saying big bulbs? Well, I, cause, well, I guess the, the argument then comes down to, is it the iconic image of the bulb itself? Does that outweigh the beauty from the tiny lights filling up a tree? Like, which do you, which do we find more aesthetically Christmas? Is it looking at a tree when the rest of the lights are off in the house and seeing how brilliant it is? Is it seeing those, uh, those large bulbs in their iconic glory hanging outside? That's the real question at this moment, I feel. I think it would be the bright, the brightness, since we all kind of seem to ha- build consensus around the brightness and the power of a humming tree. Maybe it is mm-hmm. the, the tree over the, uh, iconic image yeah i uh i would tend to agree with that yeah i think so too i i I did get swept away in that idea that that you brought up drew of like if you give somebody a greeting card and they have lights on it it's going to be those big bulbs because that's the shape they're supposed Mm -hmm. to have but that doesn't necessarily it's not like if i saw a a string of small lights i go look at this pretender trying (laughs) to be a real christmas lights around here what a joke how come there aren't Christmas um, like critics? Maybe that maybe I should start that next year. <laughs> like, like your Christmas lights are terrible. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we just go around and, and throwing eggs at every house display we don't like. Yeah. Instead of car- caroling Christmas, I don't know. You need an extra word, but Christmas criticism. There you go, Cri- Christmasism. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 put it into the Christmas carols. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your choice of lights. Your lights suck worse than your neighbors. Fa la 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 la. Take down your lights. Throw away your lights. <laughs> <laughs> your home is trash. <laughs> We're getting really mean at Christmas time right now, guys. <laughs> we shouldn't do that. You know what we should do? Um uh let's let's take a quick break right now. So that okay. in this in the season of giving, we can give our listeners the gift of hearing about some of the other great podcasts on the Maximum Fun Network. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm Danielle Radford. I am Michael Eagle. And we are the hosts of Tights and Fights, Maximum Fun's newest podcast dedicated to all things wrestling. We'll be talking about Sasha Banks, the women's revolution, Sasha Banks, the brand split, and Sasha Banks' wigs. And we'll also be talking about wrestler fashion. Some wrestlers wear too many clothes. Some wrestlers don't wear enough clothes at all. And I'll be doing impressions of all your favorite wrestlers. New episodes Thursdays on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, dig it. Tice and Bites Podcast. Tice and Bites. What do Maria Bamford, Jad Abumrad, Dick Cavett, Phoebe Robinson, Dan Deacon, W. Kamau Bell, Brooke Gladstone, and Andrew W.K. have in common. They've all been speakers and performers at past MaxFunCons. Every MaxFunCon is a murderer's row of amazing stand-up comedians, thoughtful cultural leaders, and skilled artists. And MaxFunCon and MaxFunCon East 2017 will be no different. Visit MaxFunCon.com for dates and more information and to grab your ticket before they're gone. And we're back. And we went caroling while those ads were playing and told some people what we thought about their homes. Yeah. We're, now, were, were we wassailing? 
Is it wassailing when you demand uh, alcohol for your songs? That's what caroling always was, wasn't it? It was wassailing. That's what it came from. It's, hey, we're going to sing your song. We're cold. Let us come inside and drink your booze. That's brilliant. I didn't, I never knew that. That's very, uh, yeah. This very neighborly. I mean, actually, like when you look at it, it's like, what better way to kind of check out other people's lights and, you know, get to know your neighbors? It's very, uh, <laughs> yeah. quaint in a good way. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. The, the, you, not even their lights on the outside of their home, their external display. You get to see their interior lights and check out their liquor cabinet. I, yeah, yeah. I wonder if the first time that was ever done, there, there had to be a, like an awkward moment where the song was done. And then the person, how it was, was like, well, all right, uh, well, thanks for singing. They were like, hey, you know, we just did that song. Um, it's so cold out here. Yeah. You could just let us in to drink some of your liquor and sit by your fire. What? what you- well, all I have is this wassail. <laughs> we'll, we'll take any port in a storm. Hey, do you have any port? Are you sure? Can you check in the cabinet just to see if you have any? Freeloaders. Uh. <laughs> I mean, maybe they just like started saying they're like, uh, oh uh, and i need i'm parched you better be a good singer you better be a good singer though if you're gonna pull that like the second song you have to destroy it yeah or you play the i'm gonna sing until you give me wassail <laughs> that and yeah. that was how john jacob jingleheimer schmidt was invented that's right. The first Christmas song was, this is the song that never ends. <laughs> so uh, what is our next category, Mark? Uh, our next category is twinkling or solid. Oh, yeah. I, I have some strong opinions on this one. Um, okay, I, I do not. I like to mix it up, actually. I'll put a couple strands of twinkling and a few strands of solid. Uh Drew, do you have a strong opinion on this one way or the other? I think it it would depend on who's doing the work. Like if I'm going to someone's house and there's like, <laughs> like there's lights and it's like coordinated, uh, like I, I'm into that. But the few times I've tried as an adult, it's always like the saddest thing. It's like one like vertical line blinks. And then another, like another line, like it's like a, like some sort of geometry thing. And I'm like, man, how did, but when it looks good, I think especially when we're talking about that moment and it's like 12 o'clock at night and you've come in and you plug the the tree in and you're just kind of sitting there enjoying it, like having something, uh, moving or, or blinking is, mm-hmm. is nice. Unless it, uh, indicates that the tree is on fire. then it blinks Um, and smells see for me like and i know what you're talking about the people who coordinate in in every neighborhood there's always one home where you where you pull up and you have to roll down your window because they've got uh manheim manheim steamrollers version of carol the bells playing and the whole house is blinking and dancing their lights along to it and and the the lit up reindeer is looks like it's jumping off the roof and into the sky and and it's always like uh, oh that guy's an electrician or that guy's an engineer. <laughs> so it's like, or that guy works at Disneyland. Yeah. Oh, did you get that job just so you could learn how to decorate your home like that? Is it like, what, yeah. what's, what is the chicken and what is the egg here? Um, yeah. But imagine, imagineering is definitely the chicken. The egg was, I really want to make one of those Mannheim steamroller displays. <laughs> uh, but I, th- or not Mannheim steamroller. Who am I thinking of? 
Manhattan Transfer? Am I thinking Manheim no, Steamroller? Yeah, they're the ones. No, Manhattan Manhattan Transfer is the acapella. Manheim Steamroller is the crazy one, and Trans Siberian Orchestra is the heavy metal Manheim Steamroller. Oh, Am I right? Yeah, that's what oh, I was thinking of. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> but I also. I, but are we talking about those? Or are we talking about like a gentle twinkle in a tree? That's what I think it is. And and I think to Drew's point, there is something very pleasing about about the trees that blink. But I but I also think it matters how how it's blinking because some of them you can control and some of them you can't. And like mm-hmm. there are some where it gets so fast that it will induce a seizure in some people. Like you have to put a warning up on your front door before anybody comes in. I like the glow where where it feels like you're by a fireplace where the light is – it slowly it glows up and then it glows down. Right. You're thinking twinkling rather than blinking. Yes. Blinking implies synchronicity, I think. Okay. Yeah, like some of those like YouTube videos, if you see them, it's like they throw you into some sort of Christmas rage. Like the <laughs> lights start to blink so bad. It's like ah, Christmas ah, like like so. I think twinkling is 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 a positive feature where blinking is maybe like maybe that's like a pro level thing. Like either you're working in Imagineering and you can pull it off, or you spend uh, all eleven like you're some sort of uh, it's like you're blind. White whale quest to have the best uh, Christmas decorations. <laughs> well, it's not a white whale quest for everybody. Somebody's got the best ones in the neighborhood. I I would assume. Uh, so we we had a friend of ours, uh, Tommy Hackey, on the show uh, a while back, and he oh, is yeah. like a brilliant engineer. Guy. Yeah, engineer, but also like an Imagineer type guy can build anything. I would imagine I would be really disappointed if he didn't have a really sick Christmas display. Oh, yeah. Cool yeah, he's got to do it up right. Yeah. We'll call him right now and make sure he's got that. All right. Let's get him on the line right now. Tommy. Tommy, are you there? Um, <laughs> so so do we prefer – so, Mark, you do both. It sounds like, mm-hmm. um, Drew, you prefer twinkling. Am I hearing that right? I guess it would be like – I mean, if we're, we're going to go out and eliminate all the Christmas lights from the world except – I think like I, I would miss twinkling – where static lights, it'd be like, oh, wait, yeah, I guess, like, the absence of twinkling would hurt more than the absence, than its presence, maybe? I don't know how to say it. I I, I hear you, though. It was if, if you only had to have one kind of light, you would rather have twinkling than solid. Because if you didn't have twinkling, you would miss it way more than just solid, constant light. Yeah, unless you could take me back in time and have me, you know, be born with no not like I only know non-blinking lights. You know, it's like I've never seen a twinkle in anybody's <laughs> eye. Like, oh, that sounds so sad. Yeah, well, who wants to live in a world, world without twinkles? In a world without twinkles, <laughs> uh, I feel like part of this, though, part of this for me, it may be determined by whether we choose colored or white lights because i feel like white lights twinkling is like beautiful stars and colored lights twinkling is like a strip club really what what <laughs> well first of all you it sounds like you've spent a lot of time in strip clubs only around the holidays the- <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the one right next to joe's crab shack don't they have those giant bulbs in there yeah exactly Look, man, the office has to have its Christmas party somewhere. Joe's was booked up. Hooters was booked up. The only place they had was the Mouse's Ear. Shout out to the Mouse's Ear in Knoxville, Tennessee. Is that really a place? 
That is a place I've never been inside, but I always thought it was funny. On the way to school, we passed by the Mouse's Ear Gentleman's Club, which is the dumbest name for a bar. Yeah, what is the meaning of that? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm trying to figure I'm like racking my brain. Yeah. Like a, yeah. <laughs> Unless that's like one of those weird sex things. <laughs> like, oh. Like, hey, oh. hey, can you make the mouse's ear? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Let me show you. <laughs> Take a listen to the mouse's ear. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> And coming up next, uh, that was a little that was a little blue for our show. I apologize. It's the holidays, guys. Yeah, could, could you put your mouse's ear away and be an adult for goodness' sake? Um, Zip! <laughs> oh my goodness! <sighs> I just passed out a little bit. Um, okay, welcome, welcome back. I, oh gosh, are you seeing clouds? Was it? Did you drink fog juice? Yeah, I did. How, what year is it? Somebody get me a newspaper. Today's newspaper. Um, it's cool. It's 1965. Drew has never been born and he's never seen twinkling lights. <laughs> yeah, so, so I don't, I won't miss him if we need to get rid of him. <laughs> well, um, do we want to hold so off? Are we, then? Because if you're saying it depends, to me, it doesn't depend. To me, I, I, if I, if I'm the outlier in that, I can, I can imagine beautiful twinkling colored lights and not think of the mouse's ear and I'm fine. <laughs> well, then we've done good work here today. If everyone else is leaning onto uh, twinkling lights, I am 100% uh, down with following the crowd that is caroling around the neighborhood to all the twinkly lights. Well, I I, huh. I think I think twinkling lights. That's that's my preference. So, uh, Drew, I will leave it up to you. You are our guest. And whatever you say will not be incorrect. We will we will jump in with you. But I want to put the pressure what? on you. I mean, I think – like you just pull that like extra bulb out. Like if you have the ability to twinkle, you can untwinkle. So I think uh, we should go with twinkling lights. All right, twinkling. I uh, I am in agreement. Twinkling Fantastic. it is. All right. So we have now determined small LED twinkling lights. We're very classy guys. Very classy. Yeah. Um, and uh, and now we've all all we've got to determine now is colored or white. Well, this is really the crux of it all. This is, this was what was in consumer yeah. reports. And this is what Craig mm-hmm. wanted us to figure out. So oh, wow. Craig, this is it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get, yeah, uh, this, I'm feeling the pressure right now. Yeah. This is, a, this, this the stakes have never been higher. I think it's fair to say that on this show. <laughs> Cause personally, <laughs> I feel like a lot. I, this is one of those things. Every once in a while, we'll get a suggestion where one or the other of Mark and I will go, I don't really know if there's much there. And then when you dig in, you realize you have very strong feelings about it. This is the opposite of that. I knew I had very strong feelings about it as soon as I saw Craig mention it. So, uh, I, I have strong feelings. Well, what is your, what is your strong feeling offhand? Well, uh, you know what? Before, before any of the three of us share our opinions, I, I told mm-hmm. Ken Plume, our producer, who you saw earlier today, uh, he he stated mm-hmm. to me, and I believe has also stated to you, what his ideal Christmas lights are. And he has very strong feelings about it as well. Do you remember what he said? Uh, I I don't. We didn't. We did not discuss this at dinner tonight. Well, I barely do. Sorry, Ken. I know he likes multicolored lights. 
And I've seen his yes. – like he really does it up. His Christmas tree is like there are trains and, and there's a monorail going around it and tons of lights and like he really does it up. But I, I don't – Oh, his, he did show me the pictures of his Christmas tree, which include a giant Darth Vader in a Santa suit, by the way. <laughs> oh, well – Full size. Ken has – He's very good at this. He has a lot of Darth Vader's. A, like a like a crazy mm-hmm. amount of Darth Vader's, and it, I'll talk to him, and he'll go, "I don't have that many Darth Vader's," and I'll he'll be at his home, and I'll say, "How many Darth Vader's can you see right now?" He's like, "Come on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh no, there's one behind <laughs> that book over there. That's eight. Before you know it, like he'll he's gonna one day <laughs> that that house will be overrun." I mean, it's just too strong with the dark side of the force, but he does use yeah. multicolored lights. So I'm putting that out there for him. And I believe he likes them twinkling as well. So Ken, your opinion has been stated for the record. We know you feel strongly about it. Do you think Darth Vader could pop Christmas lights? That he should, <laughs> that should be a power of his. Like with the force, <laughs> he could easily crush Christmas lights. And I guess. Oh, could, sure. Like, so would Ken's version of Darth Vader would be crushing all the, the non, the the just white Christmas lights. He would show up at people's houses and just pop them all. Yeah. You have failed me for the last time, General Electric. <laughs> it is white Christmas lights or nothing. <laughs> Do you think Darth Vader... That's assuming that Darth Vader's house looks like a pottery barn. <laughs> that's what I think about the white Christmas lights as a... Where I fear the issue almost, it's like it is a much more aspirational, like uh, even in marketing, like when you think about the white Christmas lights. So it's like almost like I'm afraid. I'm like, man, this is this too divisive to cover at the holidays? Like, <laughs> yeah, my mom was always white Christmas lights only, but my mom always fancied that. Um, who's the woman that made the movie? It's complicated. All of her movies have that beautiful, like the homes. You're like, man, this house oh, is just gorgeous and immaculate. Nancy Meyer is who you're. Nancy Myers, yeah. yeah. Myers Meyer, I don't. Remember. Myers, I think maybe. Uh, Myers. One is a one is a serial killer from a movie series. One is a lemon. I don't remember uh, which. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like white lights are for people who want a more pristine. Like the way that Christmas looks in a Hallmark movie and colored lights are for like the let's get down and dirty and fill and, and have those kids run downstairs to their full stockings and like tear into the gifts and drink and eat all day and have a million people in the house. You know what I mean? Like the colored lights feel more like a big down and dirty family Christmas. Yeah, I feel like you have to like if you're going with just white lights, that's a commitment. I mean, that's. I mean, that probably breaks up a lot of – I guess it would decide a marriage. That should be on, like, the questions of things. Like, <laughs> because it, if you're not in with white lights for – like, it's like, well, there can – like, well, I love you, but there can never be any of these multicolored lights in the house, you know, ever, <laughs> period. Yeah. And then, you know what? We have separate Christmases. Yeah. <laughs> separate, <laughs> separate bedrooms. You could just have a Christmas <laughs> in each bedroom. Ooh, I wonder if any if, if if any couples have ever done that where it's like, all right, I decorate this room for the holidays, you decorate this room for the holidays, and then they're just totally different stylistically. That'd be fun to see. If people are having a strong reaction to whether to this issue, maybe they should send you guys some pictures of uh, to pr- say, well, you know, I feel like you guys were totally wrong. I have uh, big white bulbs everywhere, and uh, 
like to 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 back it up with pictures because I mean we we could be we could be airing, but I don't know. I, I feel like white lights always make me. When I when I thought about it, I was like I started thinking about luxury car commercials. And, and I was about, just oh, thinking yeah, that, yeah. like a Lexus ad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, I should have on white gloves and in the right kind of coat. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time, it is peaceful. It does seem like a peaceful thing. Yeah. But I guess like with holidays, it's like I want stimulation, man. Like you said, I want a light. I want so many lights on that tree. It damages my eyes. You know. i'll tell you what if i uh, this is another one i will mix it up with too i will put strands of white and strands of colored lights on the tree i will do both you'll you'll mix it well i'll tell you what uh, you i want to see your the picture of both of your decorations i because we're traveling for the holiday i won't have pictures Mm -hmm. of mine but i will take pictures of of the displays that strike me but if you're out there listening take a picture of your holiday lights that you have up and tweet them to to we got this tweets and Hal Lublin and Mark Gags and Dearest Scooter, which is, uh, the, the Twitter handle for Juice Podcast and use the hashtag, we got the holidays and let's see yeah. your displays and how they're different from what Ooh, we come up I with. I love this. So there you go. The, a little audience participation, but I like here, here, here's how I sort of figure it out. Would you want, you, we've all seen like Ikea has these or like a furniture stores like Pottery Barn where it's like a white Christmas tree with silver and gold balls and just white string lights on it. So it, it, to me, that's, that's what white lights make me think of. There's something really sterile about it. And the, the, the way, the way it is for me, like the holidays are about having tons of color and vibrancy, which is why I like those multicolor lights. That's, it's never even close for me. I, I don't, I don't buy white lights if I'm going to buy string lights on my own. I enjoy the aesthetic of Macy's holiday decorations or any big, you know, where if I'm shopping and it's just white lights, I will appreciate the beauty of it, like the Grove and the Americana in Los Angeles. Um, but, uh, and, 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 uh, Rockefeller Center, the, the Christmas tree is all multicolored lights, but around the tree, the smaller trees are all white lights. Right. Um, and in, throughout New York, you see a lot of like, uh, an entirely blue tree or an entirely red tree. I think for business, that is uh, a great aesthetic and I love seeing it if I'm out and about. Uh, but for home, I tend to, uh, I tend to lean toward, I, I love colored lights. Drew? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's another thing we've stumbled upon is like, there's this lake in Oakland called Lake Merritt and it's surrounded by this beautiful string of white lights. And it reflects on the water, and that's beautiful. Uh, but yeah, like it feels like, I guess like vi- even visiting a house with all white lights, it's like kind of like okay, you know, don't touch anything in this house. Like when you were a kid, it's like, <laughs> oh boy, we got to get in and get out of here because we'll be lucky if we get a snack of carrot sticks. <laughs> <laughs> here, I think we're all in agreement, but I want to hammer this home with one more one more point. Drew, if I'm not mistaken, okay. are you from or have you spent a significant amount of time in the Syracuse area? That's where I, how'd you, what are you, uh, uh, you're an expert at, uh, like, uh, accents or, yeah, that's well, where I grew up. I know you have the accent, but I think I saw you either talking about it online or one of your, I think it was a recent episode of your podcast, maybe you were talking about it. Um, but that's where I went to school. I went to Syracuse University. So. Oh, wow. 
so you know uh, and here's the th- if you don't know Syracuse and people from Chicago so Mark you'll appreciate this you get that lake mm-hmm. effect snow coming in off Onondaga and lake effect snow are the biggest thickest snowflakes you can imagine and it oh they're beautiful it's like a snow fog it's it's gorgeous and i think in the in the distance and correct me if i'm wrong drew a, a, a color a display of of multicolored christmas lights will shine through lake effect snow better than than a string of white lights and it's more pleasant to look at like it creates a more a pleasant uh, visual picture am i, am I right you're like the uh, auditory Norman Rockwell right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it when the when the snow is like sitting on those bulbs mm-hmm. and, it, and it, it's just uh, the lights playing through the snow. I mean, that's like uh, it, or like you're driving up and you're stuck in the snow and you're seeing that Christmas light in the window. I think the colored lights they do have the mul- multicolor. It's just easier to see. And, uh, yeah, I think it plays with the, the reflections on the water and stuff a, a lot better. Well, there you go. I, I think we've reached our decision, gentlemen. Is that, do, do we all feel comfortable with the choices we've made here today? I, I'm comfortable with it. I leave it, uh, up to Drew for the final word. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's, there's no wrong way to celebrate the holidays. And if I think, like, as you said, like, people that have awesome, like maybe there's with the LEDs, maybe there's going to be a new like thing where it's like, well, well, I only do red lights or I only do blue lights. Oh. Uh, but I think like I think that multicolor lights, they just uh, I, I don't know. I guess it's it's to me, it seems like uh, they're more it's it goes beyond the lights because I think all three of us are talking about it. And I could tell like on some other level. Like I'm feeling something like about, I mean, the holidays just, they, they do live somewhere deeper in us in our nostalgia. And, uh, I think the multicolor lights, uh, pull at those heartstrings a little bit, uh, harder than, than the plain white ones. Well, there you go. Uh, then it, it's to me to say people of the world, what Drew said is correct. There's no wrong way to celebrate the holidays. Whatever holidays you choose to celebrate or not celebrate, there's no wrong way to do it. But there is a right way, and this is what it is. It's LED, <laughs> multicolored, twinkling lights, small bulbs. It's as simple as that. If you don't have them, I don't care what holiday you you celebrate, get you some. It just makes your life better. I I, I used to, in college, in Syracuse, and I had a room that, that didn't have um, proper insulation, which meant I had to dress, uh, I had to sleep fully clothed under five blankets. That is a true story. But in that room, I had twinkling multicolor lights up around, uh, around the ceiling. And it was so pleasant to plug them in at night. It just, uh, helped me fall to sleep. And that's why those lights, they just, they're a big hug. Just imagine a big light hug. And that's, what those lights are, those small LED twinkling multicolor lights. So there you go, Craig and Consumer Reports and everybody out there asked and answered. And, and speaking of other things that give you comfort and help you to rest, uh, our guest. Oh, yeah. Drew, this is a big hug. Yeah, Drew, your, your podcast, uh, the Sleep With Me podcast, uh, just tell everybody who, who might not be familiar with it what it is. So it's a it's like a, a a bedtime story for grown-ups. Every episode is just a 
I, I kind of just talk. I mean, you could see I could kind of talk about anything and I get excited. But on the show, I'll just be like, well, these are the best Christmas lights are ones that are, you know, Christmas lights are hung on a string. Strung on? Are you strung on a string or do you hung it? So I'll just talk on and on <laughs> to kind of take your mind off stuff. Use boring, <laughs> soothing tones. And uh, I don't know. I always was like, I've had trouble sleeping. And I was always like, why isn't there bedtime stories for grownups? And when I was little and I couldn't sleep, I would listen to like uh, Dr. Demento. I was listening to you guys last episode and like and listening to the comedy songs. And that never helped me fall asleep, but it relaxed me. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, that's another thing about the podcast. It's like I, I don't want people to dread bedtime or you know be stuck on a plane or a bus like you said and and like you're like man i can't go to sleep i just want to get some sleep so if i could be a little goofy and like put people at ease and then people can fall asleep it just seems like you know then then you're uh putting up then you're more free to spread holiday cheer to one another yeah it's amen to that and it is your show is such a treat yeah it's it's fantastic it is the one thing that uh that my wife jennifer Who's like she's just a super creative person, so her mind is always racing. And the great thing uh, about this podcast is, is that it just, Drew's got a great voice for it, and his energy is just perfect. And and you've perfected over the, I mean, you've been doing it for several several years now. You perfected the technique of keeping your mind occupied to the point where you're not rushing through thoughts, but not occupying it so much that you can't fall asleep so it's really just it's it's incredible and and, and the best thing is the podcast is free but you can actually support drew on patreon it's patreon.com forward slash sleep with me is that correct yeah yeah and thank you guys so much uh i mean it's like if i if i can help anybody fall asleep like jennifer it's like or you guys it's like i know what it's like to have a racing mind and and all that stuff and it's it's just like I know how unpleasant it can be, so it's a total honor to to help anybody fall asleep. Thanks. Well, you're you're doing some great work there, uh, and so uh, so are you, Craig, and your list. Uh, thank you for that suggestion. There's so many other topics that you have that's burning a hole in your brain that you need Mark and I to solve for you. We want to help, so you got to let us know what those topics are. And you can do that on Facebook on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash we got this podcast, or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or check out the maximum fun subreddit. A flame war is probably happening right now. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And of course, thank you to our musicians Mike Furman and Jonathan Dinerstein for our award-winning song and score, respectively. And thank you to you, the people who listen. Uh, in this season of gifts, the greatest gift you give us uh, is your attention and your time and your support and your comments, whether you agree with us or not. We really appreciate your participation and we cannot thank you enough. We will continue to do this show for as long as we are physically able and bring on uh, more great guests like Drew, uh, who we already uh, have another topic earmarked for. So Drew, you will come back and join us, won't you? Oh yeah, it'd be my honor. Like, uh, I mean, depending on how much hate mail I get from the white light only people. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't let but them remember, bring you was, down. That was hell. That was hell. <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. I'm pretty sure we gave you the final word. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Hey, why are you trying to put it on me, man? It's not even my holiday. <laughs> Come on, brother. But also uh, remember, like, you can sell those Christmas lights on Craigslist come January. I'm a, I'm a willing buyer, so I'll be out there looking <laughs> for uh, more lights and uh, maybe even an artificial tree. Perfect. There you go. Well, thank you, Drew. Thank you to our listeners. Um, happy holidays, whatever it is you celebrate. Um, Kermit the Frog said it best when he said, I don't know if you believe in Christmas or presents underneath a Christmas tree, but if you believe in love, that will be more than enough for you to come and celebrate with me. So thank you for celebrating with us. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.